Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is the 14th of July. It is a Tuesday. It's pretty darn quiet in California. We are on a lockdown again as of yesterday afternoon. Um, Things have run amok. That saying, if you don't take care of it right the first time, when will you have time to do it again? Here we are. And haste makes waste. Nah. Here we are. <laughs> All of those sayings are here. It's an amazing time in our history. It is an amazing time of black and white, um, just total non-truth and non-truth and the truth looking like it's stupid. And, oh, my gosh, is this upside down or what? If there ever was a time to think about prayer, to think about life. This is one of those times. We've had so many times in our history that we've gone through this as a country. It may not have been a viral pandemic, although we did have those things um, early, early on, like the Spanish flu. And, and, and in my lifetime, they had SARS and they had H1N1. But those never, Ebola, um, there was another one that started with a Zika. They they had all those, but they kind of came and went. And we had controls put in place. And they weren't as contagious. Like SARS was super hard to get. It it wasn't an easy one. And I remember my kid's school um, had a high incidence of it because there was a lot of traveling that happened at that time. And you know, still it didn't spread. I I never knew anyone who had it or that just the cases that we did have were coming in. And obviously those people at that time, we weren't using the word quarantine, but they were staying home. So now we're looking at, wow, life has really changed. It doesn't just a two-month, three-month thing because we're looking at what happens when we don't want something to happen and pretend it's not here. And that's the the basic bottom line of the United States of America. It's not here. And you talk to people who, depending on who they are, and some are very realistic, like, hey, I'll put my mask on. It's okay if you close everything down. Let's just get this over with and get better. And then there's some that say and follow the narrative that this isn't that bad. And it's no longer where you don't know someone who's had it. Now you do. It's just, just, I want to say, I can't even find a word for it, but blind as a bat would be a good one. 
Meek or blind, that would be a good one. The two languages of love and lack of love, that would be a good one. So now in this time, at least in the United States, other countries have a better, I want to say, play on this and understanding and a patience that isn't happening here. And so when I think about prayers and what's behind prayers, because, yes, we do pray for ourselves, but I also pray for our world because there's things that we see that when we do well for ourselves, we do want to do well for others. We start to stand out in our thoughts that say, hey, if I can do this for myself, I can help other people as well. But how can I help them? How can I help the most of them? And a lot of it starts with prayer. The mental act of praying, the gratitude that happens to us when we pray, is unmatched. There isn't anything on earth you can buy, have, or do that can match that feeling of pure gratitude. And it winds us back to what we are thankful for. It winds us back to not thinking, oh, I want to pray for a new house, a new car. Those prayers aren't prayers. Those are just like a wish list. Praying the humbleness that it takes to pray is the biggest reward of prayer. It is hard to pray like a real prayer that you're, you're really talking to God without having that feeling of humbleness. And we have been taught that the humble, that the loving, that the caring are a waste of time. We've also been taught that being that person would be wasting our time. We will never get ahead. And I'm always thinking, ahead of what? The greatest benefit prayer is that it deepens our relationship within ourselves. The relationship outside of us is already, it's, you got to eat, you got to sleep, you got to work. There's certain things we have to do. It's already there. But what's inside of us, when we attend to it, and we deepen our relationship with ourselves. We innately know, because there's no way you could actually pray and not feel, unless you're actually trying not to feel, that you've been heard. And sometimes that's all we need. 
Sometimes our emotions are troubled or have been attacked, even if it's by ourselves, by us not doing our best. And then when you sit down and say, hey, God, you know, this is what I just did. I can't believe that I wanted to do it that way. I feel like I troubled myself by listening to so-and-so, by falling into another person's trap of trying to guilt me, make me feel shame, make me feel whatever it is they're chasing me for. Why does that person want that from me? Why do they keep pushing me to the edge? And why do I keep trying to tell them that I love them or that I'm okay? Just, hey, you know what, give me some space. And why don't they listen? Just having a conversation like that reminds you that it's not your job to fix anyone. That you can be who you are. And whatever comes to you, that person is bringing to you. And all all your job is is to just tell them that truth that you said. If it works, like Christ said, tell the truth. Tell the truth, and whether they get it in 10 minutes or 10 years, that's not in your hands. As we pray, we learn to hear that voice that isn't ours. But that's like our assistant. It it guides us. Because we know deep down inside the difference between what's best and what isn't. We already know that. But whether we act on it, now that's another story. But as our faith strengthens, bigger picture of life, it doesn't take us out of the present moment. It makes us more present. Because instead of being super upset that something didn't happen the way we wanted it to, the way it should have, we say things like, wow, actually... There was a better answer, and this was it. It may be hard to deal with on the outside. But if we can accept what we witness, what we take part in, then nobody around us around us attacks us about it. It's when we don't accept that we start getting in trouble. Because now we're defending. But the magic of prayer, the benefit of prayer, is that before you have these conversations with anyone else, you've already had them with God. Already exchanged energy with God. When you hit a unusual situation when you hit that in your life and you feel really bad that you just can't be as close to someone as you were not because they're good or bad but their demands of you are impossible to fill and you start to see that drowning effect of They want more from me than I can give. Now, I can live just to serve that 
insecurity or I can say, hey, you know what? Do you realize that you have an insecurity and you're mowing me down day in and day out trying to prove to yourself that you're right and you're using me to do it? Because that can come from, God, you know what? This person is chasing me down. I'm not sure why. I keep telling them I'm here. I keep telling them I care. And they don't believe it. They want proof of it. And I better pick up that phone and I better stay on for a length of time or they're going to be upset. Parents, there's nothing I could ever do right. And you'll hear in your mind, there's nothing you could do right. Well, you've done this right. You've you've been there. You listen. You care. Do you really, really care? Yeah, you know what? I do really care. How can I show I care without feeling this feeling like I'm drowning under their requests or their expectations? And then you might hear in your head, Well, what do you fear? Do you fear the loss of love? Because once you hear that loss of love little tinger, you might say, "Um, do I know if I love myself? What does that feel like? Oh, it's, it's nothing special. It's really just a calm feeling. Loving yourself is calm. It's warm. It lets you know you're okay right now. And that's kind of what it sounds like to God. It really is a two-way conversation. The only time it's a one-way conversation is, God, why are you doing this to me? Because God isn't doing anything to you. But if you see God as the strong strength, intellect, and love that God is. You understand that God is our resource while we're here, and we are hardwired to God. Even the most stout atheist that you think, Jesus, where did he come from? Somewhere in there. Even though they may never have prayed, they're scared to pray. That would be way too vulnerable. Knows there is more. There's people I've spoken to who said, when I die, I'm not going anywhere. There's nowhere to go. I've had that one. And I say, well, actually, that's not true. And I I say things like, if you were to say that to me 20 years ago, I may have said, well, maybe they're right. But I saw where we go. I know that's not true. I know. You can continue to believe what you need to believe to do the things that you are doing right now. But what you just said, it actually isn't true. And I leave it there. I used to try to convince someone said something off I wanted to banter with them but as I continue 
to grow my conversations, my, the depth of knowing just a little bit more than I knew the day before, I get more calm. And what happens when you start to feel that? It's the most interesting thing. It's probably the greatest benefit of prayer I have ever seen. And that is you start to get your time back. I know it sounds weird, but it's like while I'm doing something, I'm totally doing it. I don't answer a phone. I don't think about what I should be doing next. I know that when I'm done with this, what I'm going to do next. I don't want to rush through it to get to the other thing or to get to the other side or to think, oh, my gosh, I still have to do this, this. It doesn't matter anymore. I'm totally present wherever I'm at. And when I'm done, I'm done. It's changed the way I talk on the phones. It's changed the way I work in my home. It's changed the way I do my work. Years of understanding what was happening. While we are praying, the benefits of praying that just never stop is that there's new ideas in our minds while we're talking, and they're the clearest and cleanest of all of our ideas. Because while we speak to God and we are exchanging energy, never lose sight of that one, with God, getting these like great thoughts, and instead of thinking, not me, we think, why not? Other people, oh, wait, I'm a person. Our troubled emotions start ironing themselves out. It's not magic where it happens like all in one prayer. It happens a little bit more. We are all made of truth and love and purity, all of us. And when we pray, those strengthen, our core strengthens. And when we don't care or don't believe in it, it stays where it is. And it accepts all the lacks, the lack of love, the lack. And that's why you see people who are void of it. It's not that they don't have it. It's that they didn't use it. But if they were given an opportunity, you know how when you see someone doing something wrong and you wish they get caught. You wish they get caught because you know once they get caught and the truth is put on the table, that there is a chance that they may finally take a breath and tell the truth. That's how hardwired we are to the truth. So when we see it running amok, that it's not true, we all are like fascinated, waiting to get to the truth. Like, how are they going to finally tell the truth? How could... They not see that we know they're lying. How could they not see that we know they're cheating? How could they not see? 
And it's because the lacks that they have to get through to get to their truth and love and purity pile up over their lifetimes. Telling the truth to them is like death. But I do know that deep inside they also know that. And they will not let anyone argue with them. Because they know that they don't want to feel. They've made a decision. And then impose that lack of feeling on anyone and everyone around them because we can only share what we have. People think that prayer is important to God, that I'm good if I pray. But really, all prayer is, and I mean in the simplest way I can put it, is that it is the opportunity to spend with God. Opportunity to spend with God. To develop a deeper relationship. Before I thought of prayer, and I would wake up in the middle of the night and I didn't know who to talk to. But I knew God was there. And I figured, well, I couldn't see him before and I can't see him now, but I need to talk to someone. This is crazy what's going on in my life. What am I going to do about this? I couldn't remember, like, if I would pray or pray, talk to God while I was in my sleep. When I'd wake up in the morning, I would remember that I had this great conversation. But I couldn't remember a word of it. So I started writing, waking up and writing. God, how could all these things be in play? How could I have done everything that everyone told me to do? Operative words, everyone told me to do, and not be happy. Because my happiness was tied to other people who lived their own lives and would, yes, they were directing me. Yes, they were pressuring me. Yes, they were telling me I wouldn't be loved unless. But now, if that happened to that girl then, who I am now, I would have said, what if you die and I'm over here listening to you? Then what do I do? Now who will I listen to? My Energy exchange with God gave me my individuality, the person I came here to be, to the point where I was so much myself and still I had a ton to learn and still I'm learning it. That those early, early conversations because they were so truthful, and truth propels, love propels, purity propels, brought me to this point. Those early conversations turned into books, turned into this show, turned into transforming 
others. Because it's true. That's how big the truth is. A prayer isn't a command from God that you do it. It's a gift. It takes a lot of breaking down many what-ifs into, I got this. I got this. I'm good. There's a question in the chat from Liam, and he says, Are formal prayers like the Christian Our Father or the Catholic Hail Mary or praying from the Siddur or if you're Jewish or the five times a day if you're Muslim important and effective or is it better just having a friendly talk with God? Well, my question back, and I I don't like to answer a question with a question, but I have to on this one because I used to think that. And there's two answers that I have for you. One, my sister, one of my sisters, met and married a Catholic boy. Now, to the Muslims, that's a big not good. And, you know, one of my aunts spit on her when she saw her in the mall, and my mom was going to not talk to my sister for the rest of her lifetime, and all these negative things as a result of who she married because of their religion. And they prayed differently. And one day, my mom told me, you know, his mom, him, his mom, such a devout Catholic. Like, how are we ever going to get along? And I really thought about it. I looked at my mom and I'm like, you can't help who you were born. And you're using the love of God to push her away. But what if you were born her? What if you were the one that was Catholic and you were just being a good Catholic, like you're being a good, good, in big fat quotes, Muslim? She really had to think about that. Because it was true. What if she was? She would just adopt that and become the best of that. But the truth was, what my mom did want to do was be really good at what she chose to do. But when you use it as a weapon, then what was the value of that Muslim prayer? Separated you told you you can only love certain people because only those people are going to God and everybody else is going to suffer. Who are we to say those things? To be those things? So my other question, Liam, to that was, or not a question, this one's a statement, is that What if you lived somewhere where there were no books, there were no churches, no one told you anything? Let's say really early, early times. People still talked with God. It's a conversation, not a mandate. 
Otherwise, it's contrived. I have stories about how I did the five times a day prayer. And at the end of it, I'm like, God, is this really what you want from us? Is this okay? I didn't feel anything. I feel more right now talking to you. And that moment, I felt the presence of Christ. But I didn't recognize it till after I actually saw him because it was that same feeling. It was like, oh, good, the light turned on. And I don't have any time left today. I am so sorry. But talk. Talk to God. If you took anything out of today, have a conversation. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Have a great day. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.